0: This is Danny from Baltimore, Maryland, representing one of the six Wolves fans in Baltimore. You're listening to DU Football Show. Haven't heard from Danny in a while. Haven't heard from Wolves in a while. I got to reach out to our boy, uh, Paul, and see what he's been up to down in in Houston. How you doing over there, Alan? Oh, you know, just hanging in there, buddy. You know, it's going to be another quality podcast because it's you and I and not Graham. And uh, you know what? Let's start the show.
1: The fucking Aberdeen, punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston, Sam Houston. Arsenal fans have another Sam. Ray J, the fucking Gooner Graham, the of a lord, looks great in shorts. Sam, Sam Graham, a Sam Graham, fucking unite.
0: United! Hello and welcome to the Drunker United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me, actually across the internet from me, is the man with all the drip, Alan. How you doing, brother? Good, man. Good to be back
2: so soon, too.
0: I know, I know. Hopefully we're just working
2: Graham on out of there permanently.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we uh, actually, uh, a little bit of news on Mr. Graham. We had a discussion and it looks like the 30th Mr. Graham will be uh, back. So, um, Alan, you know what you need to do. You need to uh, go ahead and just make Mr. Graham disappear and you can uh, slide right into the uh, position, Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Perfect. Get it done. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with all of your footballing friends. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Alan, tell the good people how they can get in touch.
2: Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us at Du Football Show on all the social medias. That's your Facebooks, your Instagrams, your Twitters, whatever you want to call them. And of course, you can always email us at football Show at gmail.com.
0: Fabulous. I uh, just want to say there's been a few uh, five stars and reviews on uh, iTunes lately, so I've been very happy to see that. Apparently, Stitcher has a review section, but we don't have too many people who listen on the Stitcher pot platform. But uh, to my understanding that uh, Spotify is supposed to have that soon, so I haven't been able to find it anywhere. They claim it's there. I don't see it, but apparently hmm. you can rate on on uh, Spotify as well, which would be nice. because yeah, I've never seen of, it either, honestly. Yeah, and get a lot of listeners on Spotify. Um, Alan doesn't work in the wine and spirit industry, but I do. And uh, both of us have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we vow to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every single show. Uh, Alan's drinking a little beer, which we're going to talk about on injury time, but I poured for myself and Melissa a little... Uh, Whiskey without the E, some of the Scottish variety. Ooh. <clears throat> we are drinking a Benromac Triple Distilled. Now, this is something not particularly common with, uh, with Scottish whiskies. This is a little bit more of a common practice with, um, with Irish whiskeys, their blends particularly. Uh, the idea with a triple distill is, is it just makes it a little bit softer, a little more uh, refined. But the interesting thing, and so you can see, Alan, with the color, it's very, very light in yeah. color. One of the things that people don't know about Benromack a, as a distillery is they're based in the space side. So most of your Speyside uh, whiskeys tend to be wood finished. You know, they put them in, say, like an Olorosa barrel, a rum barrel, what have you, Madeira, port, yada, yada, yada.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> Whereas your island whiskeys, most people know the main island, which is Isla, tend to be very peated whiskeys. And Speyside stays away from peating at all. Well, ben Romack is one of the few houses in the Speyside that does incorporate peat into their whiskey. So it's a very light, soft whiskey, really soft honey to it, but it's got this um, little bit of peat smoke on the background. It's
3: got a nice sweet peaty finish.
0: Yeah, it's Ooh. not it's not campfire like the big Isla whiskies, but it's it's got a little bit of backbone to it, and it's really lovely.
3: Isn't this the place where you did the life size Zen garden? There's Mm -hmm. the picture on Facebook with you and the big shovel doing circles in Uh, the room.
0: No, actually, that was at Hill Rock. Okay. Um, When I went, I was actually at that distillery, and yours truly did actually make whiskey at the Ben Romack Distillery. Nice. I was uh, just
3: trying to tee up so you didn't have to brag about yourself. Then why are you teeing it up when you know
0: I'm going to brag about myself?
2: Because
3: I want to make you look a little bit more humble, you know, He's getting at there. the attempt.
2: Uh, it sounds really good, though, because I, I will be honest. I'm not like I don't like the whole peat smoke.
1: Highly drinkable.
2: That's not that's highly not my And that's not my style. So mm. that does sound that does sound pretty intriguing. Have, yeah. you, met,
0: have you messed with many uh, Speyside whiskeys at all? like no. be like Glenlivet, glenfidic, uh macallan okay. stuff like that. All of those they tend to they tend to lack the peat. They'll have a little bit yeah. of a smoke to them, but they're not that, you know, campfire smoke peat thing going on. See, I like to taste yeah. Scotland because what they tend to do with those is they finish them in wine barrels. So yeah. they're a little bit softer oh, okay. and a little sweeter. I got you. Yeah, that uh, makes some sense. It's uh, it's funny. A lot of times people will be like, oh, yeah, I can't do scotch. I'll be like, okay, well, when's the first time you had scotch? You're like, oh, a friend of mine gave me a glass of Laphroaig or a friend of mine gave me a glass of Lagavulin. And I'm like, why do they fucking hate you? Like, why are you giving somebody who's never had scotch before the peat bomb, right? Like the like yeah. biggest, smokiest fuck. Like, they're not going to like it. <laughs> like, yeah. and, and even for me, like, I... I only like you know those Islay whiskies in moderation, and also at certain times of the uh, certain times of the year. Like it's got to be really cold, and I want a cigar in my mouth, and I want to be around a fire pit. That's when I could smoke one of those. Unfortunately, kids, you cannot get this in the United States. This is a uh, England release only. Uh, it did run about sixty nine pound. When I was there,
3: and most importantly, everybody, you know what you need to do. I think you need to remember to remember to drink uh, responsibly and legally.
0: Absolutely, that's exactly what you have to do. So, all right, well, let's get into it, kids. Cheers.
3: Do we want to fake one more click? Just uh...
0: what for Graham or <laughs> the Zoom?
3: It's tasty. I like this one a lot. I was
0: going to say, it's. I normally pour you a glass of whiskey, and it lasts the whole show. I poured you a glass of whiskey, it's half empty. What
3: do I like best? I like nice. the scotches.
0: Yep, you do. And I Very do like, so. I like to
3: taste the earth. And uh, this one, having a lower peat than the normal ones I like, it's going to go down faster. So when your show isn't up until noon tomorrow, thank you, Ben Romack.
0: Heard. All right. So no games, obviously, this week to talk about, but uh, it's not mm-hmm. like the... Premier League didn't give a shit to talk about, or namely the F.A. gave us something to talk about. Uh, We have a simple rule here at the DU Football Show. It's don't be a cunt, period. Very easy. Now, I understand the severity of hitting the hard T, so we try not to say that. And by the way, hitting the hard T, Mel, if you didn't know, that's a TikTok thing. You know, I know you don't tend to keep up on the lingo, but... um, so we just we we give it an acronym we call it we say dbac right and we say that all the time on our facebook group and stuff like that it's just you know it's very simple just don't be one it's very easy well one mr greg clark decided to do just that and was 100 percent hitting him with the hard t <laughs> um yeah. in in a uh zoom meeting with uh executives um, let's see here. What were some of the wonderful things he said? Uh, he referred to black players as, uh, colored, which is always really, really good. And then when, uh, pushed hard about it, he said, well, I did work in the United States for a few years and that's what they call them.
3: Whoa, 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 mm-hmm. whoa. Yeah, Alan, um, what's the last, I
0: would say 1950 in the South was ah. the last time I have heard an African American or a black person referred to as quote Colored in the United States. I mean, fuck off.
2: But I feel. I mean, if you're speaking to an audience that largely doesn't really know, I feel like now's as good a time as any to go and slide it on in there as an excuse. (laughs) I mean, to be fair,
0: (laughs) yeah, it it, it has become a little uh, recent climate. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Um, But still unacceptable. Let's see here. What's a couple of the other ones here. Um, he decided to categorize different uh, ethnic races uh, that apparently uh, South Pacific Asians like to work in the front office staff and African slash Caribbean uh, uh, people prefer to play the game as opposed to be executives. Hmm. I was just talking from the hip, right? You mm-hmm. know, just telling people what he thought, you know, just I giving, was- it, giving it his old white guy, guy point of view. Woohoo! I always wondered why there wasn't a
2: whole lot of crossover between the front office and the playing staff. I Mm -hmm. didn't know that they were just, it was just choosing your particular path versus any
0: innate ability. If you're born in Singapore, you're meant to just be a front office person. You're never meant to really play the game. Apparently that's what Mr. Greg Clark thinks. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. What else? Oh, oh, by the way, uh, he talked about he, he definitely wanted to make it a point to, uh, talk about that. It really wouldn't be a very big deal if someone came out as being, you know, gay. Oh, good. You know? Um, now he did call it their life choice.
3: Oh, wah, wah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He, he was he, like the rest of it. There was a, actually a halfway decent message in there. It was like, you know, I you know, if a person takes that kind of life choice, you're like, Oh, you fucking idiot. And then now, you don't hear anything on. else. I would,
3: I would give him <clears> grief, <throat> But I do believe uh, Amy Barrett, uh, Amy Barrett, Amy Comey Barrett, that's how much I care about her, said the exact same thing in her Senate hearings.
0: Yeah. Um, What he did say to go along with that that I said actually was positive. He said he doesn't think players would at all be affected by if a player came out. I don't think anybody gives a shit They wouldn't care. There wouldn't. He he was like, you know, today's modern footballer is very open minded and would not. Care at all? He just yeah. just walked right in it by saying, "That's a life choice." Yeah, this, Not just really just life choice.
3: He was so close, though, compared <laughs> to the other missed targets. Can't we give him at least credit for that?
0: All right. Well, and yeah. um, uh, here here's something that's interesting. Uh, girls don't like balls being kicked at them hard.
3: I mean, walking down the street. Absolutely correct. <laughs> What's the context here?
0: Playing. Uh, playing. Apparently, apparently, men can handle. A, a soccer ball kicked at him. Women apparently cannot.
3: Mm. Uh, clearly, this bro never played field hockey. Yeah. And it, granted, it's not being kicked, but that is a little tiny rubber ball coming at you harder and faster than a soccer ball. Uh, it's like a hockey puck or a lacrosse ball. Yeah.
0: And Well, I mean, I would I would say now, granted, she's stone-cold fuck nuts. Thank you. Um, oh, not me. I would... St- think Hope Solo didn't have any problem no. with a with, uh, ball being kicked hard at her. No, on the field I, I, and
3: off the field. I, I, yeah. <laughs> Got him. <laughs>
0: I, uh, like, I remember seeing her, like, save one with her face before, like, at Point Blank Rage, where she couldn't get her arms, and she literally moved her face in the way of the ball. Yeah. And, like, <laughs>
3: I have a version of that that's only appropriate for injury time. (laughs) But if people want to hear that version of the joke, they need to go to www.patreon.com backslash DU football
1: show.
0: Now, um, th- those are the official statements. I would like to uh, also add that allegedly, this is what I heard from uh, Nene on the corner, this is what they told me, <laughs> was uh, allegedly as he walked out of the room, he kicked a puppy, he pushed an old woman into the street, and then started mocking a handicapped person at the same time. So that way he made sure he covered all the protected classes for, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, for, for equal rights. I just want to make sure he talked about everybody, right? Yeah well
2: what you, you can't think? leave anybody out you know, that's the main thing <laughs> what do you it's, think alan please go it's one t- thing it's one thing to be a bigot but you can't exclude people because that's just no. rude
3: yeah so no, that's something you know, that makes it okay
2: you just include everyone and then and then your racism and sexism and everything else is perfectly fine
0: uh and uh, yeah. It seems like the the overwhelming problem in these situations is that it tends to be a person in a position of power that's old and outdated, and that's yeah. the case where with uh, Clark. In um, you know, yes, there's some some things to be said that it you know, white men run everything. Yes, absolutely, positively. But in this scenario, I think it's time if you're if you're realizing the game is changing. Why do you keep hiring sixty to seventy year old white men to run your organization? You need to have, you know, you 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 need to have something, someone that's a little bit more of the face of what your league is, a face of what your players are. Like, and that's not to say that it has to be a minority, but at least someone that's in their fifties for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: Well, I mean, it's a a symptom of, I guess, Western culture is, uh, you know, you got to have 20 years experience to do anything. Right. Uh, You know what I mean? So God forbid a 35-year-old who's well-versed in, you know, economics or business and just happens to love football as well, wouldn't do a great job because, you know, they don't have that 20 years experience on the CV. Right. So
0: silliness. Almost almost seems like it's the person... it always seems like the person that ends up being in this role is the guy that was waiting for the last guy to die or fuck up instead of the thought of let's actually, you know, look at outside of just one set of people. It's, it's frustrating to think that, you know, and obviously, as you mentioned in the current climate that, you know, we are in as far as the United States goes, it's kind of hard to really be critical of someone across the pond. (laughs) Um, But that you kind of think you're like,
3: aren't we fucking past this yet for fuck's sake? I mean, we are looking at Boris Johnson and having envy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> well,
2: and uh, please note, I said Western culture. Yeah. <laughs> not just, the, it, it's it's not just over here. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you
0: know, it's pretty bad in other places as well. All right, so it's very important. Uh, I... W- of course, this is an audio medium, so nobody's going to be able to see. Oh, well,
3: hold on. Yes, they will, because I'm taking video right now. Yeah. And it is Available time. on our Facebook page.
0: We break out the D-back bear and just say, don't be a cunt. It's so simple. Just don't be a cunt. It's easy. Don't. When you think <laughs> you're going to do something stupid, take a second and go, yeah hmm, will this be stupid? It will. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Maybe, just maybe.
2: It's actually harder to be a cunt.
0: All right, Alan, apparently uh, playing professional football is unfair and tough for some of the bigger clubs. Yep. Life is really hard, and having to play in the Champions League is a struggle. And it's it's a very tough job.
3: <laughs> Managing your alcohol and your big pink bear head is a struggle. Yes, apparently Managing it is. your job.
0: Pardon me. So this past weekend, had multiple managers uh, come out and discuss uh, the current schedule and how grueling it's been, for those of you who don't know you play your English Premier League games, and then because they didn't start the year, they didn't start the season in August, they started the season in September, everything got piled on top of one another. So... The League Cup games happen right at the start of the year. You played a game in the middle of the week. You played a weekend game. As soon as that was done, then it went right to the teams that play in the Champions League in Europe. And they have a game every Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. And then they turn around and have a game over the the weekend as well. And there's been no breaks other than the international break. And let's face it, if you're playing in the Champions League, you're probably on a national side somewhere. So we had a few teams uh, get really whiny about it. The the one I found the funniest though was uh, Jürgen Klopp. Uh, Jürgen Klopp was defending Spurs' schedule, not talking about his schedule at all. He was just like really concerned for Jose. Apparently, did you hear him do that one, Alan? No,
2: actually, I, I was
0: kind of tuned out this week because we had the week off. So enlighten me. So he um, he was just saying that um, there's no reason why Spurs, when they played on on uh, Thursday for the for Europa League, that they would have to be scheduled for the the lunchtime game on Sunday, which is for us the seven o'clock in the morning game. Uh, yeah. But noon there, he's like, that's not fair to those teams. And the FA and, and the, and the television networks need to get together because the teams that are playing in Europe, they have to play the late games. Each one of those days, be it's be it Saturday or Sunday, they have to play the prime time late game because it's just not fair. Well, li- little known fact, the, the you know we in america were spoiled we get all the games on one network if you want to see them all you pay a little extra you get them all well it's two yeah. different networks in england yeah. and the networks get the list of all the fixtures and they pick what they want right yeah. so sky sports gets the first pick and they go okay we want um <clears throat> we want liverpool manchester city because that's clearly the biggest game and that's obviously going to be a afternoon the like well for them the evening game it's going to be the prime time game well the next game in the fixture list was everton and manchester united well they get the lunchtime game on saturday so it's for us seven in the morning for them yeah like and and ole bitched and moaned about that but uh, i'm sorry the tv networks are going to want to make their money and you can't like you can't just go, well, because the really good teams played uh during the middle of the week, they're gonna need to play later. So you need to put a like a, a shittier game on that maybe people won't watch. Like they're a television network. They still need to make fucking money, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a little ridiculous. But I mean, it's
2: expected at this point. I think I can't I can't I really can't stand any of the top the top six. I'm gonna keep air quoting that real fucking hard because you're not all in the top six, you sons of bitches. Yeah. So fuck right off.
0: Yeah. So, so Ole is the gym teacher. Apparently wants there to be an A day and a B day for uh, for classroom. You know, <laughs> because because yeah. you know playing in the early the early game wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't cohesive for, even though they kicked the shit out of Everton, but you know it was too much. It was too much to ask. How, how about here's? Uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna to get to the last one. The last one would be Pep. And this one's going to really fire you up after oh, yeah. the Liverpool Manchester City match. Now, the two teams played a very crazy, crazy match, and they were really all out at each other. But by the end, they were all dragging ass. Pep was like, mm-hmm. well, if we had five subs, we'd be able to keep keep that pace up. Um you both chose to go at the jugular for that match. You, you, there's most matches have ebb and flows to them. They were all, they were the ones who both started up their car, put the foot to the fucking floor and just went until they couldn't go anymore. And last time I checked, you get extra money for making it to the champions league. So you take that money and you buy more players so you can play a completely different squad in the midweek in the Champions League versus what you play on the weekends. Yeah. You want five subs because you know the uh, – basically 12 teams in the league don't have five subs. Yeah. And you know that you have an advantage by having five subs. It just Absolutely. Now, well, please, Yeah, go. That's, I've that's, running my uh, mouth enough.
2: That one's fucking. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch that one. But that one's for yeah. I think you're right. More infuriating because fuck. It's super fuck off on that one. Like shit. We we barely put eleven fucking dudes on the <laughs> on the field, <laughs> much less five extra. Uh, and our five extra are like a one-legged Andy Carroll. Like I, you know they're putting on world class talent of those five subs. No. Fuck that! This is this is what happens. You get extra money, fucking. You get to have big expensive players, and you get to do big expensive things. And this is what comes with it. You have
0: to you have to work. Have to, this is a job for and, you. You know. Uh, okay, so I get it. There's been injuries, right? Everybody's had injuries. You know, Liverpool yeah. lost Virgil van Dijk. Hold on one moment. Moment of silence for the Dutch tulip, please. Teams have had players that have gotten hurt, right? Well, let's look at Leicester. Leicester has lost their number 1 defensive midfielder and their mm-hmm. and their number arguably their number 1 center back. What have they done? Next guy up, they're top of the fucking league and they're fucking cruising. They're looking really really good. The guys yeah. who have filled in have filled in amazingly well. So f- fucking next guy up, Pep. You, yeah. You you've spent what like a billion dollars on your defense since you've come to the club like fuck you. That's- and that's
2: the problem of the culture of those clubs is just it's not one of next man up. It's one of, OK, well, who's on the market? You know what I mean? It's not it's it's, it's it is a totally different philosophy to the other, you know, 14 teams in the league. Uh, and it sucks. It's sad. I mean, it's it gives us some entertaining football every now and then. But I think what is happening and I think we discussed this the last time I was on is just. This is kind of pulling them apart from the rest of this league. No, obviously, but th- I think even on the field, it is pulling them apart. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I said, you know, these are not the top six teams. Right. You know what right. I mean? Every Everyone, please be aware of that. This is not the top six teams, and there are a couple of them that don't look like they fucking
0: will be. Yeah, the – um, well, we chatted about it the other, uh, the other time we did the show together was yeah. – There are plenty of decent-sized cities that have decent-sized clubs that have nice big stadiums that they're now starting to get a little money because the international TV market money is starting to come in. They're starting to compete. Like, suddenly now, hey, Woodward, you can't just go buy the new shiny toy. You need to actually fucking put together a team that can win on the pitch. And you haven't been. Or, you know... Cronky, you can't keep being cheap and telling your manager he's got 40 million to spend every season you need to give him some more tools if you if you want arteta to field a team that's going to be a top four side you need to spend top four money but instead Mm -hmm. you'd rather make more off the gate and then and then want to complain well arteta did not complain to his credit he was just kept on rolling um, I think he yeah. was a little more concerned about getting his ass whooped by Villa than he was, uh, <laughs> <clears throat> pardon me, talking about the uh, talking about having to play too many matches. But, yeah, true. But, you know, it, it's England, the big six has always been sheltered by the fact that they're within the confines of Great Britain, and the fans were all in Great Britain. The fans aren't yep. all in Great Britain anymore. They're not yep. just in continental Europe. They're in the U.S. They're in China. They're in Asia. They're in Australia and it's so easy through the world of social media for fans to interact with each other everywhere and particularly in a market like the United States everyone's beginning to they gravitate towards a team that speaks to them and that's not necessarily yeah. big six and like you said for you with with you you're able to get connection to all of the tune army across the United States easily easily yep yeah we were, we were, supposed to have
2: them here in, in Baltimore. So, yeah, I know. I, I agree with you, man. This is not, I think they're, like I said, I think last time we spoke is, I think it's a, a last kind of ditch attempt for them to hold on to the power that they have, which is already slipping out of many of their hands. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And fuck it. Let's let's keep seeing it. Let's love that. Hate leads. Love that they're up.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Perfect example. Do you think that the FA is going to fold at all to um, the, the big six? Do you think you see by January transfer window, they go, oh, we're going to go to five subs a game now or anything like that?
2: Man, I don't know. I mean, possibly just because, you know it's still the establishment right. it's still you know what i mean but i think you'll have you have a harder time doing it now there you know most of the league there aren't too many teeny tiny clubs anymore like you said this is mostly mid-sized and and larger right right there's only uh, and, and a handful of that, tiny clubs left yeah and teams that can throw around some some you know some fan muscle uh And some financial muscle. I mean, some of these, you know, some of these teams that aren't those top six are some of the top 20 wealthiest clubs in the, in the world. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So these aren't just, you know, mom and pop teams. This isn't your Sunday league team. You know, we're not talking about Fleetwood town. We're, We're talking about legitimate professional sports clubs who can influence the league that they're in. Right. I think.
0: And, Um, and and the majority weighs on that side. I think what a lot of people also overlook too is the way the money works is it's not like the NFL. It's not, it's not like the NBA. It's not everybody gets their even cut of the pie. No, it's where you finish in the table is dependent on how much of the TV money you see. And this is why you're starting to see those big six clubs start to whine and cry about it because, their cuts starting to go away, yep, and they're, they're trying them. to figure out a way to make sure that it's still them, and then have the best of the rest. And occasionally, a plucky team gets it, breaks in, but they like kind of want it to be the old way, and it's mm-hmm. it's going to bite them in the ass. That's for damn sure. And I think it's going to bite them in the ass sooner than they think. Yeah, you know what? It's they're upset that
2: the 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 Lester man united tie at old trafford's at 7 30 a.m here in the states but when it's at Leicester, when it's at the king power it's at 3 p.m right those are the little things that the teams are noticing and they're not liking it yeah oh absolutely you know, Leicester's the one that drew, drew the 3 p.m not man united right you know what i mean things like that and the more that that continues the more you will see them
0: get desperate but they are only six to fourteen I I think we both can collectively agree that they just need to shut the fuck up and play football. All right, you know what? Let's go ahead and talk a little Euros here. Since there has been the international break, a few few little odds and ends happened. The last couple of teams got put into the Euros. Big shout out to uh, Scotland. First time in like 28 years that they've been in a major tournament. Congratulations, like you won't be here for long, but congratulations, <laughs> you finally made it into one. Um, the other big surprise, Macedonia. Mm-hmm. Yep, Macedonia got in as well. So um what I figure we'll do is the obligatory look at the groups real quick and uh yeah. and just kind of say who's who's in each group. So we have um groups A through F. Uh in group A, we have Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. Uh, personally, okay. sneaky, even group. <laughs> like people don't know about like Turkey and and a few people know about Wales, obviously because of Gareth Bale, but those two teams ain't bad. And Switzerland, in, unless you're a, you know, a big footy fan, you don't know it, but Switzerland's a team that regularly makes it to the knockout stages of the World Cup almost every single year. I mean, almost Absolutely. every single World Cup and nobody ever notices it. And yep. and Italy can be amazing or they could be shit. So who the fuck knows? Yeah. All right. That's a tough little group. It, it really, really is. I mean, there's there's tougher groups. There's there's definitely groups of death. But you look at that group and you're yeah. like, that is a group where any two teams could come out and I would not be surprised at all.
2: Yeah, there are no, uh, I don't, there's not a night off there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think, and you try not to think about it. And well, I'm sure we'll get to a group
0: like that, but. You know, there are teams that are going to be like, ah, well, that's my night off. Yep. Group B. That's my second team. Group B. Um, yeah. Bel- Belgium, <laughs> who is favorites to win and also currently the number one team in the world. You have Denmark, who's, they could be plucky, but they're not particularly fantastic. A uh, few, a few, um, you know, uh, Kasper Schmeichel uh, is the goalkeeper for them. And, of course, yeah. uh, Christian Eriksen plays for them as well uh, for Real Madrid. Yep. Uh Finland is made the has made the Euros for the first time in a long time. Of course Timu Puki, but uh, mm-hmm. uh we saw Timu Puki no do so good in uh Premier League and <laughs> is back in the uh championship. And then uh Russia, who again is a bit of a wild card team. There's years that they're phenomenal, like when they hosted the World Cup, making it all mm-hmm. the way to the quarterfinals, and then there's years that they bow out right away. So I that's I think that's Belgium in a cakewalking. Who knows who the second – either Denmark or Russia, depending on how they do against each other. All right. I'd agree with you. Group C, another one of them barn burner groups. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, You have Austria. And they're – you know, uh, the Netherlands, who have greatly improved since not making the last World Cup. They've – in Mm -hmm. fact, didn't they – they won the um, EuroLeague of Nations, the first one, I think? I believe so. Yeah. Um, of course, North Macedonia. Congratulations for being there. Have great have North fun. Macedonia. Um, and then uh, your cr- Ukraine. Who? Eh, they've they've had moments, but I wouldn't expect much. It's nope. It's Holland running away. Definitely Holland yeah. running away. Um, hundred percent. Group D. Here comes here comes a, a a group of fucking death. Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah, this one's rough. Croatia, the Czech Republic. England and Scotland. Scotland, thank you yeah. very much for playing. You're going zero and three, and you're getting whooped <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> because because those three teams above you are all really freaking good. That that'll be really good that'll be a fun group to watch for damn sure. All right, yep. Group E. We've got uh, Poland who. Don't do p- poorly. They've made a few uh second round elimination rounds of uh, World Cups before. Uh I think they're an older team at this point yeah.
2: in time. Um yeah.
0: Slovakia. Uh eh, They'll probably be the last place team in that group, even though they've made it to a World Cup before. They had the uh yeah. they had the infamous Charlie Brown uniforms against uh yes. that game against the United States. The uh yep. yellow with the little Charlie Brown swigglies on it. Um <laughs> Uh, Spain, who you have to figure are the group favorites. And then then Sweden, who made it to the quarterfinals of the last World Cup. And not a bad little side. So that should be a really fun little group. Yep. And then if if there's a real group of death, it's the last one. Yeah, this one's tough. France, Germany, and Portugal. It does not matter (laughs) that Hungary's in the group. It's France, Germany, and Portugal. (laughs) That, yeah. There's, wow. There's not much
1: about
0: that. Wow. i mean, poor hungry,
2: quite frankly.
0: Yeah. It's it's hungry? the 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 second team to advance will advance on gold differential on how badly they beat Hungry. Yeah,
2: that's really it. This would be an interesting one though because I don't think like I mean the their natural inclination would be to to be like, "All right, France and Germany are going to go ahead and take those two, right?" But like Man, Portugal's a good side Port- Portugal, I mean, Wolves, Wolves is a good <laughs> side uh, so, <laughs> Well said So I mean, shit, that's going to be a good one uh, There's some intrigue there I think that's probably got the most
0: games That I'd be interested and, in watching And let us not forget, Portugal is the defending European champions as, Correct As they Forgot beat that, France in the final yep. Without Cristiano Ronaldo Because he got hurt yeah. in that game like yeah, yeah. That's oh, well, I do
2: remember that. That was crazy.
0: Now, now, of course, the other big question is going to be: is are any of them going to be healthy because they're going to go through this entire season and then have to start playing in June? So, yeah, it's time to tell you what little we know. It is prediction time. Uh, we already covered everything from last week on who did what. Uh, do we have – oh, well, first, let's go ahead. Rob gave a bet last week when he was on the show. He wants to pick uh, Leicester outright to beat Liverpool, and that's at actually plus 295, which is like. kind of small odds. I would have thought it would have been a little bit closer to three or 400, but yeah, <clears throat> it's weird. Last season, if la- – last season, if – I, I thought Leicester was definitely gonna beat Liverpool the second time they played him, and Liverpool beat him 4 0 and just kicked the ever yeah. loving shit out of him. <sighs> Liverpool's not a hundred percent and if you're I, and now I believe uh uh Joe Gomez got hurt in training for for England, so <clears throat> Vardy is gonna tear apart whoever the fuck they decide to put back there. Whatever two they, who, which maybe it's the kid with Mateep, but uh, that's not good. Um, do we have uh, one of our two idiots on the line?
4: Uh, yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> we do have an idiot on the line. Oh, it's oh.
3: Papa Idiot.
0: Hey, it's hey. The idiot. Oh, hey, how about that? Hey, Alan, look, it's the uh, less talented co host of the uh, Drunk United Football Show, the uh, man you certainly can replace any day of the week, Sam Graham. Yeah, you can tell by his sound quality, Aww. it's just inferior.
4: You must be a Sam, one so of Samsung. You must be one of those Samsung swats.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you can goddamn right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's well, going on, fellas? How are we doing tonight? Uh, doing
0: lovely. Well, I mean, Alan at least has a microphone set up from his Zoom, you know, and like you know, actually records like it's you know studio quality, unlike you <laughs> who just sits there with your big fat face and an iPad whenever you do it, hunched over your one little filing cabinet in the corner of your office.
4: Yeah, there's not even an office anymore. Since the baby came, it's now the guest room.
0: <sighs> ah, that's right. Um, by the way, Graham, have you done your uh shot for losing to a uh, Mel, Mel? Who did who did Sam lose to last week? I'm trying to
3: remember. It was something familiar. Uh, oh wait, that's right. Was it was Villa.
0: I knew
4: something was coming.
0: And you you do you do your uh, Malort shot yet, there, killer?
4: I have not. I was actually uh, going to do it this evening and put the video. Uh, online for everyone to see in honor of Alan sitting in my chair.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is, this is my favorite.
4: Because this is actually need... more bitter to me than Arsenal losing.
3: It <laughs> 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 oh, makes uh, you feel yeah. better. He's not actually in your chair. It's like that's it's just where like like Robin uh, Russ sat. That's it's like the, it's
2: the trifecta, it's the loss to Villa. Your co-hosts team, or the or producer Mel's team, right? And then me yeah. clearly outshining you in, in in your role, and then Malort to top it off. Fuck! And it's only Monday, man.
4: I know, right? Well, I missed <laughs> the first part of what you said because those dulcet tones just lulled me like right to sleep.
0: <laughs> All right, so Graham, you're at uh, minus two forty three. Uh, how are you going to dig yourself out of the hole for this next weekend?
4: Uh, so I actually just at the last minute changed my bet uh, because I had Lester to beat Liverpool as well as my first thought with Jamie Vardy to score, which would have given me plus 400. But in, in the interest of making it interesting, since Rob picked that, uh, I'm um, actually going to go for a double goal scorer. Uh, Dominic Calver-Lewin to score against Fulham and Jamie Vardy to score against Liverpool. Um DCL by itself was minus 107. Vardy was plus 118. In a parlay together, uh, they give me odds of plus 323. So, so I think that's a uh, nifty little, nifty little bet. Uh, a decent, a decent punt with with you guys uh, going to Fulham and Fulham being just absolute dog shit, and then uh, Liverpool not having a serviceable center back, not having a single player on their books that is able to play that position. Uh, I think Jamie Vardy is going to run fucking rampant.
0: Yeah, I I think they'll play the kid. Um, what was his name? Phillips, Nathaniel Phillips, that played the one game really well. And then I thought Mateep was healthy, but I know no Fabinho, no Gomez, no okay. obviously no no Dutch tulip. Again, moment of silence, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, while, while you while you've been whoever. away, Sam. While you've been away, Sam. Whenever we bring up the uh, uh, VVD, we make it a point to uh, offer a moment of silence for us to uh, remember the great loss for Liverpool.
4: VVD sounds like a uh, a bad venereal disease. <laughs> it does. He's it, one that so did not bad. have his name abbreviated. Yeah. Oh man, what happened to Bill? He got VVD. <laughs> That's not yeah, that's
0: no good. Is is that part of the East Coast family? I'm sorry. Uh Alan giggled because he knew what I was talking about.
3: Here's what I know. Got V V D might be the show title.
0: <laughs> How about nice. that? Graham calls in for two minutes and gets the show title? Um Well, uh, this
4: is why Alan will never truly replace me.
0: <laughs> uh Sam, boys to men, B V D, Bel Bib Devoe. And was, oh, was yeah. the East Coast family. No, and, yeah, oh, and, 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 AB, and, and ABC what, too. ABC. I,
4: oh, I did It was Boys but to Men, ABC,
0: yeah. BVD, the East Coast family.
4: Yeah. Correct. You're right. I, I, and I do know that
0: reference. Uh, well, you, you, you don't because I had to explain it to you because when I said I, it, I, I heard crickets.
4: <laughs> I didn't understand the word that you said out of your mouth. Oh, I, okay. I,
0: yeah, I, it was mumbled to me. How, how about you be you see, How about you be a more attentive listener, Sam? You need to work on that. While see, you're he had away.
2: W- he had one shining moment for a br- for a brief second, and then it
0: all just came crashing down. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yep. Sam, any closing words? Nope, we hung up on him. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Rude. Uh, it's it's uh, Pat will do it to us all the time. I do it to Pat. It's a uh, old oh, talk no. radio okay. bit. You go, hey, you got anything else to say? And you start to talk, and they hang up on you. Go click. Oh, uh, so while you getting uh, pat on for us, son? I believe we
3: have Pat on the line.
0: Hey, what's going on, brother?
3: Hey, how's it going?
0: Excellent. Let's give the, let's give our man his intro music.
3: And now. It's time for
0: our degenerate gambling friend, Pat's Pick of A Week. Uh, Pat, real quick, so what are you at? I thought I had you going down to 560. Is that where you are now?
5: I'll have to double check. I uh, hit for $25 on my last – at uh, uh...
0: Like okay, three, then you're, three-way parlay. Okay, then you're still somewhere around the six, like almost seven hundred range, because you were like seven seventy-five, I think. So you'd be like seven fifty or something like that.
5: Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, Liverpool just did not pull pull it off for me. But. So.
0: So I'm going to need you to do the following because I can't keep track of your shitty betting. You're going to need to keep track of what you're up or down, okay? My shitty betting? it was It's not that shitty. Uh, you're the worst in the group right now. <laughs> so. No, I
5: was almost, i was almost the best in the group. And you're going to have to, like, uh, let me delete the first half of my freaking email now because we're talking about it. God damn it.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you know, ramp, kid. Go ahead. Tell us about your bet. Do it.
5: All right. Well... Oh, shit. Now you fucking the whole first half up. All right. <laughs> all right well, all right, you know what? I'm just going to read off here. Now, Liverpool could have gotten me out of the hole and pulled me ahead of all you motherfuckers. I was, But uh, just couldn't get it done against Man City. But next weekend, there's some lines I like. Uh, I'm not going to go stupid and bet big. I just want to chip away, you know, and, and get out of a little bit of debt here. So I'm going to take Manchester City against Tottenham minus a half a point minus 130 for fit to win 50. I okay. uh, really believe Everton is going to get out of uh, get a win after sucking for the last three matches. So yeah, to our win team's 50, back, so we'll win. Yeah, so 50 on them minus a half at minus 125 against Fulham. And uh, I and this is this is a scary kind of bet. Uh, I'm going to take Liverpool against Leicester City. Is that how you pronounce that? I wanted to actually ask Lester. you. Leicester. Leicester. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not Leicester, right? Yeah. Leicester. <laughs> okay. That's an American. Uh, I'm going to take them. Uh, I'm going to take them at a uh, minus a half. I just I just don't understand this line. It's like it's the suckers line for some reason, but it's uh, a half a goal at minus one ten. I mean, and I put it here, it's almost like the bookmakers want everyone to take this, which is always scary. But I'm going to take that to win 100. Okay, very good. So a draw or a
0: win gets you the win for Leicester, right? Or are you taking uh,
5: Liverpool? No, no, I'm taking Liverpool at a half half a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I actually wanted to discuss that with you. I mean, is
0: that... Is that crazy that they're they're putting that at a half a point? Well, to beat few, them. Well, a few things. Um, we were just talking about it before you were on. Uh, right now, Liverpool have has nobody to play center back. No one at all. Um, and Jamie Vardy happens to be the most prolific scorer in the league, so they imagine that he's probably going to tear them apart as far as getting the opportunity to score goals. The other thing too is Leicester is currently top of the league and. You know, outside of a one really poor match, they have been doing really, really well. Really well. So <clears throat> it's, it's not hard to imagine. Uh, but also, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad bet on your part because as of right now, I mean, yeah, Liverpool, I like Liverpool are that. still the defending champions. They're still the defending because champions. They- Exactly, and at plus a half,
5: I think it was like minus one forty or something like that. You know, to, to take uh, uh, take the other side. Okay. So you know, I mean, I don't know. You know, eh, you know, well, uh, that that one kind of scared me when I saw the line on that. But it's like you know, Liverpool's actually been the one. One team that I've taken has won me some money this year, which has not been a whole lot. So,
0: well, okay. <laughs> hope, hopefully everything turns in your favor this week. Um, and hopefully, well, I just
5: need to win. If I win two, <laughs> then it will cover me losing. We're
0: losing the <laughs> other. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. All right, so how yeah. about you? How about you win all three? How about you win all three? Uh, uh, that
5: would be great. <laughs> ex-
0: except for except for I really don't want Liverpool to win. I want Liverpool to lose. Well, win, so. of course, of uh. course. All right, brother. Well, uh, like I said, you have to keep track of all your money now because you suck so bad at it. I don't have time. And and I have that I have that PG County uh, math. So like I can't do it with 10 fingers and 10 toes. So you got to do it yourself. Okay. that's all good. Hey, do I sound a little bit better this time though? You do. You sound fabulous.
5: All right. All right. Well, thank my job for that, because this is the phone that I just keep in my car usually.
0: Okay, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Pat, you've been gold tonight. We will talk soon, okay? All right, take it easy, Pat. Bye. (laughs)
1: Pat
3: sent me pictures of the beers. She's like, I'm drinking already. Is that all right? (laughs) Yes, Pat.
1: Drink more, (laughs) sir.
0: I just, uh, it's so so a little bit behind I him so Alan, a little bit behind pat pat's a huge radiophile right big 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 radiophile you know you know don and mike opie anthony all that kind of just a huge radiophile and yeah. he you know he gets a little nervous when he calls in to do the, the the bits or and stuff like that so he doesn't like to riff he'll type out what he wants to say because he wants it to sound clean and concise which is cool yeah. give it up to him yeah. but it's better yeah. when we throw them all into a f- kerfuffle it's just <laughs> it's <all laughs> off his notes and it's fabulous so now he's going to know we're trying to throw him off of his notes and do a kerfuffle which will make it even better so you know
3: you gotta make sure the segment's good i'm right? saying yeah making sure we call pat every week might be the best thing i've produced
0: i wouldn't go giving yourself that much credit <laughs> You know, the, you know the best thing you produce?
3: I can't produce a mute button. My segment's up next. I can produce you a sound cue. No. Ben there you Sam's. go. Lock
0: of the week. I'm up $220. <laughs> and you know what, Alan? 37.5% of the time, it works 100% of the time, baby. That that does make sense. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I love it. And I've also heard, actually, Alan, I've also heard that my bets... Are made with real pieces of panther too. <laughs> they know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> See, Graham Graham just doesn't get us. He just Alan Graham doesn't get us. It's that simple. It's, yeah, it's just a different wavelength, man. Um, I'm just picking a goal scorer this week. I didn't really like any of the lines as far as the games go, so I'm going to pick uh, Rolhu Jimenez to score against Southampton. Uh, that that's going to be a fun fucking game. We'll talk about it on uh, injury time. But yes. Southampton Wolverhampton is going to be a f- like really fucking fun game to watch. Yeah. Oh, um, that so. that segment was good. <laughs> it was okay. A little bit of a train wreck, but we like the train wreck. You know, that's nice. But we g- yeah. we give you more, Alan. We give you okay. Kitty the chicken.
3: All right, so while Alan and Sam danced to the kitty music, gotta let you know, Kitty was back and refreshed and enjoying her new coupe and ready to improve upon her three over five record. So I gave her Sheffield the welcoming West Ham. Now, quickly, Kitty quickly showed me a picture of her and heavyweight champion Lennox Lewis hanging <laughs> in the Rose Garden with Barack Hussein Obama. Number 44? Yep, Apparently uh, Kitty and Barry are big old friends. Mm. Now, we knew the champ was an iron, but apparently the former president's sister lives in East London and supports West Ham. And so he made it his Premier League Cup Club too. So Kitty is balked out loud. Come on, you irons! And always remember to gamble legally and responsibly.
0: Hey, Alan, you know who uh, Trump supports, right? I do not. Liverpool, because he's a bastard. (laughs) Obviously, no footy means no fantasy league, uh, but we do have to say... um, on the Drunk United FC group, the uh, closed Facebook group, Um, all we have is Taylor and Sam doing memes all at each other nonstop. I'm just waiting for the meme of their two faces right next to each other, nose to nose, like talking really close, like they're about to kiss. And then they smooch. That's what I'm waiting for. It's going to happen. It's going to happen.
3: Apparently, if your team plays Taylor, you expect a win and lots of memes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, pretty damn brilliant.
3: I don't know. It's Taylor's fault for letting me and a chicken pick his team. Yeah,
0: but you picked him... Fucking Vardy, who's scoring a shit ton of goals, so he well, should yeah, probably shut the, the fuck up. Yeah, because the chicken's the
3: smartest one of all of us.
0: I don't know. She's three and five right now. She could be doing better in her. Well, best. that's because
3: she bets with her heart, not her head. But I think she's getting over that.
0: Well, no. What she's probably done is by picking the irons. She's guaranteeing the irons are going to fucking lose because you know. Probably. Yeah, and then and then you know all the irons listeners like you know Smokey and Chris will reach out to us and go, why the fuck the bird pick our team, man. Why the fuck the bird pick our team?
3: You know she's in talk for a reality TV show. No shit. What's what for? Yeah, Real Real Housewives of the Chicken Coop. <laughs>
0: Lovely. Doing Pretty good. All right. Well, that's about gonna wrap it up. Boys and Gore, Go- uh, g- g- Goyles.
3: Goyles. Goyles.
0: <laughs> oh, English is fun. English are, is so much fun. We
3: are slap happy this episode.
0: Fuck me. Words. Of um, Alan, any part in words? Because apparently, I don't know how to speak. Uh, well, this episode's for the Goyles. <laughs> You just make no spitter whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> why, why don't you plug your uh, show, brother?
2: Uh, yeah, I could do that. That's the thing that I, that I could do. I was going to, but you, you teed me up so wonderfully. Um, but yes, I do have a podcast and a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, we are called The Middle Class Holes. That's at MDL Class Holes on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and just the middle class holes on spotify google podcast itunes all that good stuff you know where to
0: find this it's fabulous it is just a lot of nonsense called nonsense
2: it's it's just gibberish man <laughs> we are middle class proper assholes talking
0: asshole shit i love it it's lovely so everybody please Excellent. it gets the houston big sam stamp of approval definitely go check it out oh well, thank you that's gonna wrap it up for this week uh yes
3: and no, that's it what? What do I you mean? Have- you have five. You're five minutes under an hour. So I'm just shocked. This is the first episode, less than an hour.
0: Be fucking happy. I gave you under an hour. All right. I can tell you why it's under an hour.
3: Because you miss Graham.
0: No, Graham. That's why it's under an hour. <laughs> we run a tight ship. Yeah, parting he, it,
3: words usually last half an hour with him. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely in memorandum
0: to somebody. <laughs> and it normally takes quite a while. <laughs> he normally, normally says it four different ways, but the same thing every time. I love you, Graham. We'll see you soon, buddy. Next up is injury time, where we're going to preview the weekend's matches. And we're going to talk about the beers that we're drinking. Alan, I'm going to throw up this softball. Let's see if you get it right this time. How do you check out Injury Time, Alan?
2: Uh On Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com
0: backslash DUFootballShow. That's it, okay. motherfucker. Well done. Well done. All right, everybody, till next week. Oh, bye.
1: Arsenal fans have another Sam Ray K.A., the fucking Cooter Graham Stunzel, a lord, looks straight in shorts Sam Graham, hey! Sam Graham From the United!